Good evening, JR. And welcome to another podcast of On Base and Off Point. Life, Life in, the deep in the Deep End. And this is where we give our perspective as bass players on life. So guitar players don't take it personally. It's nothing personal. We love you. We can't live without you, but we man. can't we can't do a solo gig. Well maybe we can, but you know, after <laughs> four four tunes are going, where's the guitar player? We're doing it right yet? now. That's the thing we have to talk the whole time. Well that's the only reason that we can do the gig. Well, we can't sing. Uh, don't it's even like don't even singers. talk about oh singing. God, yeah. There should be a, there should be a written disclaimer at the bottom of this. Singers are welcome to listen though because but but, um, but if you expect JR or Vinny to sing Good luck. Yeah. Keep waiting. Keep waiting. That's next week. Yeah. Tune in next week. <laughs> yeah, tune in next week. Vinny and JR sing. Next, next week never comes. Yeah, so the theme for this week's podcast is negativity bias. I'm already feeling negative. I, it's not hard. We're drawn to it. We're always like focused. If I get any more negative, I'm just going to quit. It's just we're like drawn to it like it's a magnet. It's crazy. We're like moss to the light. So I was working on getting our pa- our podcast up on iTunes. And there's a process where you have to have it validated and you submit it and you wait and it says, we'll get back to you in up to 10 days. And then as I'm looking online, it says, well, you might hear back in a few hours or within two or three days. So I submit, I'm like, well, I'm going to check in two or three hours. Right. We should be good to go. (laughs) And then I check later and nothing. And then the old brain starts to tick. What have I done? Well, you started texting. Did you start texting me before that and saying, hey, we got a couple things we have to worry about when we're doing the podcast? And yeah, well, that's the thing is I, I started getting like wigged out about it. I'm like, why didn't they get back to us? What, Finney, did you say hell? <laughs> no, we put explicit on the damn thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's like, well, I'm putting explicit. We can't attract listeners if we don't put explicit on there. Well, that's just like saying there's nudity and sex. Yeah, Everybody will tune into that. Well, we drop a couple, couple F-bombs anyways. I mean, <laughs> we don't even know what we say them half the time. Wait, so anyways, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting to hear back and then I, my brain starts working. It's like, oh, they're going to say no. I'm drawn to like, oh, we're going to get shut. You know what? It's probably because of copyright. We haven't thought about copyright. That We are infringing on other people's their, you know, their intellectual property. Why are we doing that? Nobody wants our intellectual we, property. Well, we're taking theirs. That's the thing. We don't have any. Well, well, if you're going to steal, so, steal from the best. Well, exactly. So we <laughs> take from the jazz masters. So I'm thinking maybe we just, that's why I texted you. I was like, maybe we should just play changes. the changes because you can't copyright the underneath part, the, right. the harmony you can't in the music. Unless you're James Jamerson and copying the well, bass part. Good luck with that. I don't think the courts are going to hold it up. So I was thinking, well, all we have to do to get around that is we just don't play any melodies that are copyrighted. So, Which is perfect for us. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, we work so hard to, to get the melodies right. It's like we're just screwing ourselves. Why don't we just play songs, no melodies, and then we keep ourselves out of legal trouble. We get on iTunes. We don't have to worry about their lawyers. Like their lawyers are going to listen to our podcast. Podcast. That we're, They've got it in the like, bathroom going on while they're taking a bath. Uh, hold on. Uh, listen here. I think I hear a melody. Do, do I hear two bass oh, players playing? Oh, that's wrong. Just by uh, itself. Uh, well, look, look. We need to send this over to legal. <coughs> this, this could. There could be ramifications. Oh, we don't want. To, yeah, these these guys can get us sued. Yeah. These two bass players. These are, people. There's only three people listening, but you know, you, those three people. <laughs> but I seriously started thinking about like, well, maybe. 
<laughs> you're going to deny us. By the way, people, you probably see us on, if you're listening to this this podcast, we're on iTunes. So, yeah, I was definitely drawn towards a negative bias just because we're naturally. Do you ever do that? Oh, sure, of course. You, you expect something's going to go wrong before you have a chance to start something. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're selling yourself down the river. Saying, yeah, this isn't going to work. I'm not. I'm not going to be able to do this. Only bad things can only happen can, only me. bad things can possibly happen. Right. And then when when they when it actually turns out right, you go, wait a minute, something. Oh, something's I, I knew this. I knew it's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, for, yeah. for me, it's going to the dentist. Oh, I hate going to. Oh, the dentist. I got notified. I'm I'm due. Oh, you you could stick a needle in my eye and I'd be happier. You know, you're going to go to the dentist. Oh, I'm sure I've got ten cavities. I've got three in my entire life. You know what the hell? But you're convinced. I'm convinced. It's going to be a root canal when you get there. Oh, it'll be a root canal with, with three needles stuck in your nose. and It's a four-hour you know, in the yeah. chair. And then we're experience. going to have to see you next week. you know, got to come back. Because we got to finish it. There's not enough pain yet. you yeah. got to come back. Yeah, Dr. Mengele is not happy <laughs> enough. Yeah. I, hate, I hate, no offense to dentists everywhere, but I, all, I hate all of you. Uh, no matter what dentists wind up doing, they just drive me flipping crazy. <laughs> you crazy? Yeah. Well, no, but yes. But you think about it. Somebody is going to play with your mouth for about an hour, and it's not like they're going to feed you grapes or they're going to they're going to you know hold your chin and say everything's going to be okay, we're going to be fine. They're pulling out damn needles and shoving it in your your damn jaw, and they're going, yes, you're going to need a root canal, but we're not going to do it right away. We're going to go through several steps. You know, there's it's not as simple as 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 we got to do the root canal. Come back next week. I promise we'll put you out. We'll give you a virtual reality thing. You can watch a movie. You know, no, no. It, it's it's somebody leaning over there. You smell what they've had for lunch. It's usually some kind of garlic bread or pizza. And you're going, uh, what, haven't you? You're the dentist. Why haven't you brushed your teeth? You know, come on. This rant brought to you by our sponsor, Dark Horse. And, and if you don't already know it, Dark Horse, you're really good. You, yes, yes. We, we got a new... Uh, what, what are we trying over tonight? here? Yeah, tonight we have something different. Um, they sent us this, this thing. It's called... Uh, can you read it? I can't read it from here. It's uh, blind. Double Down Red Blend. Yeah, so we're going to give that a try here in a little bit. If you hear a little... That's JR is the official pourer of off base and on point. This is my job. Or on base and off point. See? On base and off point. Yeah, see, that's, like, I, I'm drinking. <laughs> What's dark mirror? It's called black mirror. Yeah. I, speaking of that, yeah, I, I I've been running on a treadmill or, or, or trying to walk and run on a treadmill, and I've tried to watch episodes of stuff to, to keep me occupied. Oh yeah, right? yeah. I so I, I I looked up. Um, dark mirror. And it didn't and, come up. No, it came up. I thought it was dark. I thought you said it was dark mirror. I thought it was black mirror. No, I think it's dark. Oh, daggone. We're going to have to look into this. Go ahead. So I, I look at the episodes. I'm going, oh, hell no. Why? They, they, they had some a picture of a kid with, you know, some implement stuck in its head or something. It, it was the first episode or one of the episodes. Well, you got to skip around. Find oh, an no, episode no, that you no. like. I don't know. There was like a Star Trek episode. Yeah, I saw, I saw I saw. You got to watch that one. It's I, really I guess good. I will watch that one. But, but there's, there's somebody else at work was telling me about a thing called Dark Matter. Oh, I don't know that one. I just started watching it. It ju- it's it's these these people are in a ship and they all wake up and they have no memory of what the hell's going on. Oh, it sounds like manifest. Probably it's it, it but it's but it's a spaceship. Manif- oh. Manifest, yeah, yeah. So it's I've only got into like half of the first episode. I just didn't have enough time to watch it. So now I got stuff to watch in treadmill. 
There's Lost in Space, which was fantastic, and I thought there were three seasons. There's only one damn season. I'm, on, I'm getting ready to get to the last episode. Shit. Vinny, uh, there's only one episode. One episode of what? There's, I mean, one season. Of Lost in Space. Yeah, there's only one yeah, season. Yeah, I, I figured that out. Yeah. I was so mad. It's like, no, I just got into this. Why? It is really good. It's called Black Mirror. Is it called I Black was Mirror? correct. Yes. Maybe that, maybe I was looking at the wrong one. Maybe all right. So whatever. Black Mirror. It's drama, sci-fi, action, thriller, fantasy. So, oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. There's four seasons. There's got to be something. All right. All right. All right. There's I promise. Be something on there. I for promise. You. I'll watch it. How's that? I think you'll like it. Find one you like. All right. I'll watch. Don't it. watch two in a row. Yeah. Don't watch two in a row. It will mess with you. Well, if I'm doing it while I'm on the on the treadmill, I'm usually doing it during the day, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. And the lights are on. You know, <laughs> as silly as I. Am. So. On your microwave, on my microwave, what is the most pro- on any microwave? What is the most prominent button on the microwave? It has been ever since the microwave has been in- introduced. Popcorn button. Pop. Why is that? You answered. I, we did. I did not like cue you on. No, this. there was the, no no coaching from the studio audience. No. It's like the first button on the top left hand side. Like that's all the way. Well, think about it. Is that its bread and butter? Yeah, well, it's popcorn and butter. Uh, well, well, how long ago did? Did uh, microwave popcorn start? It's been a while. 20 years? 30 years? At least. So, and well, how long has the microwave been around? At least. A little before that. Maybe that was the initial selling point for microwaves. You can can make microwave popcorn. I'll tell you what. Here's here's a a, a kind of offshoot topic. We can get back to the popcorn button. That was it. The the only other thing I had for the popcorn button was this. It's always right. No. It's been really good for me lately. Every lately. time I hit the button lately, it's like when I first started, I'd burn it yeah. or it'd be undercooked. I hit that popcorn button now. That's right. I don't know if the microwave companies and the popcorn guys, they got together and said, hey, uh, people are burning the microwaves. And <laughs> sometimes it's just like, we've got three kernels <laughs> left over. we gotta, we got to get together and figure this out. Which, which is your favorite popcorn? I've been getting the really cheapo Jolly Time popcorn, and it's really... It's like eighty nine cents or something, but it's really good. Jolly time they sell at the uh, commissary. Yeah, you, but that's that's that for microwave. That's oh yeah, Jolly the, Time. All, yeah, Jolly Time makes. Yeah, because Jolly Time regular popcorn is about eighty nine cents for the kernels or uh, We're getting chipped. See, here here's the thing. Over the years, I love microwave popcorn. My favorite mo- microwave popcorn is Pop Secret Homestyle popcorn. It has butter, that. Yeah, has butter good. and salt on it. That's right, good. and it and it tastes as close to what mom makes or whatever you want to call it. However, comma, I was having problems with my microwave. Not I was burning the damn popcorn because I wanted mm-hmm. to keep going yeah, longer to get the damn to get. So I'd add fifteen seconds, and I was waiting for the pops to be you know all that crazy. Yeah, between five seconds. five seconds or two Don't seconds wait that or whatever. Long, I know. Well, I know. I I realize that. I realize that now. <laughs> but what I started doing was I started making popcorn on the stove. Third a cup of oil, half a cup of popcorn kernels. And it comes out fantastic. Well, that's how we did it back in the day. That's the whole point. We had a popcorn popper. Remember, it was remember, a bucket. Remember Jiffy Pop? Well, Jiffy Pop was one thing. We didn't yeah. do that much. We it was too expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Com- compared well, compared to paying a dollar for a big bag of popcorn kernels. You had a popcorn popper. We had a popper, and it was like you know what it looked like was uh, like an ice cream. Deep, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Little deep fryer. You put some oil in there. My dad used to make it when we were kids. Put in the popcorn, and then had like a plastic lid on the top. And in the middle of the top of the plastic lid, there was like a reservoir with holes in it. Yeah, the, oh, you put the butter in there, let the butter yeah, melt, put, melt it on the there. The butter would just naturally melt into mm-hmm. 
the popcorn, now, and that, then you have to salt it, of course, on your own. Now, that's the only thing about about the way I make popcorn. I'm I don't put butter on it. Um, on Chrissy's, Chrissy, my wife likes salt on hers only. I like salt and Parmesan cheese. Oh, that's nice. Parmesan cheese is good. Well, yeah. Parmesan cheese on anything. That's part of the secret I use for my wings. Oh, it's Parmesan I, cheese. I, I, yeah, I grill wings. I, I use a pretty standard hot sauce with butter. Right. And X amount of butter, X right. amount of uh, hot sauce. Do you to toss it but, in like a Tupperware thing or, or you just... Yeah, you but do? while I'm heating the two together, mm -hmm. Parmesan cheese in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Mezzanotti turned me on to that. Mm -hmm. That's good when stuff. He was, yeah, when he went to culinary school, he was like, yeah, throw some Parmesan cheese in the uh, sauce while it's boiling up. And it's like, oh, yeah. Makes and some of it, if, if you do it kind of at the end, there's still some Parmesan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of still going there. My, my, my family calls Parmesan cheese my Sicilian sauce. I put it on everything. <laughs> I made a steak the other day, and I put it on. I put it on the steak. Hey, Vinnie the mole. What are you doing? Parmesan. Hey. That's a, I need some. Real, I need the the real stuff where I cut it up and eat it with wine. Oh, that's oh, so good. Mm, and, like a block of it. Oh yeah, and yeah. Christy doesn't like it because she calls it stinky feet cheese. It tastes so good. I don't care what it smells it like. It tastes, tastes phenomenal. Especially with wine. Oh, yeah. Was that next time we get cheese. Oh, yeah. Cheese for next podcast. Yeah. We're looking for cheese sponsors. So, so somebody besides Kraft. Kraft, well, Sar Sar Sargento. Whoever. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll take if it. If you have good cheese, we'll take it. I don't, yeah. I don't care what your name is. <laughs> please please send us your cheese. <laughs> your cheese. Your meat. Your weak at heart. That's <laughs> P.O. Box 123, <laughs> Easy Street. <laughs> All right. We're going to play a tune. Oh, we are? Okay. Yeah. This, this is um, not a tune. Which not a tune is it? Exactly, it's not the one by Mingus. Okay, all right, it's not by F. not by that guy Phil Mingus. Phil, <laughs> this is not a tune. Okay, because we want to get we don't want to have to get sued or have I, Sue Mingus is still alive. Guys. I don't want yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to mess with Mingus. I'll punch uh, you in the noggin. Maybe she'll still right. shoot it, us. It, it's on page one seventy four in your hymnals. All right, I'm turning down the mics now.
Okay, we didn't steal that from anybody. Nobody. Nobody would want that. No. What are you crazy? <laughs> what are you crazy? What the heck was that? I uh, just call it two chord Monty. <laughs> it's my favorite two chord Monty. That's my favorite two chord Monty tone. So when is enough enough? Oh. All right, okay. So there's several different versions of this. All right, one is this. You are going to your favorite place, or you've got your favorite wine, or your favorite beer, and you are in a happy place. You've been happy for months now. You think that the world is a good place. You've gone out and got a bottle of wine. You've decided that a good cheese and crackers would be good with it. And you invite friends over and you've turned this into an event and it's grown and become great things. Then the next day you've decided you're done. Why? Why have you decided to stop? Has something changed? You're still happy. You just wake up one day and you go, "Hey, you want to go over to mm. to the to the wine yeah, in the yeah, backyard?" Yeah. Okay. But I, the the example I'm gonna I'm gonna use for this yeah, is, go ahead. is innocuous, but Chrissy and I have a little fire pit in the back of the house, and we go years ago now, probably two years. Now last year we got married, so the summertime was a little bit busy with other stuff. But two years ago, we were we were um, going out and sitting out in the back of the fireplace. Right. Had some wine, had a little couple rocking chairs and had a place to deal with. You know, I would smoke a cigar if I wanted. We brought out the Alexa tap, sit and listen to tunes. I'd bring out a little bass. I'd play. We'd, we'd go back and forth and talk about favorite songs. Hey, play this song. Play money. Play whatever. And we, we'd, we'd have a great time listening. And then we just stopped doing that. And neither of us could figure out why. It wasn't right. one. It wasn't one of those things where we went. Oh, I'm bored. Oh, there's bugs. You know, the wine didn't taste good. There one was night. no like particular. There was no moment where where it it it, it became deflated. Someone fell into the fire. Oh, we're never yeah, doing yeah, we're that. We're not anymore. doing it again. <laughs> yeah. Don't remember last year when we did that. We're not doing that. You know. I had to go to the hospital. Yeah, I had to go to the hospital. Get 25 stitches. You know. <laughs> but the, so now, when is when did when does that stop? When do you get to that point where you go? You either subconsciously or consciously decide that you're done. And then the next part of it is why. I'm sure that if, um, let's, 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 I'll use this, another example. There, remember the, the show, A Chorus Line? Yeah. That was on, that was on Broadway for like 12 years or some crazy just, ass yeah. thing. And then it just stopped. When did they decide enough was enough? Because let me, let me tell you, if you're listening to a Broadway show and you like it, that's great. But after the fifth or sixth year, you know, I would say that was enough, but that was a con it would be a conscious decision on my part. When well, I, I have two thoughts on that. One of them, sometimes things run a natural course. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll take that. So I'll, I'll take it, that. it's just like it just goes. It, it you light a candle, and eventually it burns out. It was it was what it was. It's a certain thing. The other thought I have on that is that uh, I think as human beings we we crave chaos. We we crave disorder. We like new things. That chaos is new, right? Chaos, chaos is different, it, and, and, and I, I think it, I think it. We have to have that part of. We talked. We talked about this before. Where if there was Nirvana, we would break it. Right. We're just not built. We're not built. We're not built for the perfect. We're not anything. built for that. So I think that there is something innate in us that wants us to experience new stuff, and after a while, maybe you you could have changed things at the fire pit. Right. That made it new. And Maybe new we could have brought out popcorn or we could have you could invited have a friend. Jiffy Pop, you could have brought out the Jiffy Pop and done it on the fireplace. You, oh, wow. Yeah. How about an iron skillet? Oh, that would have been even better. You put an iron skillet out there on a grate. You just keep, you know, or, mixing it up a little. Or after you get the wine, you decide you're going to have ice cream. 
you know, or whatever. Oh, wine and ice cream? Do you do that? Yeah, it's only because I get to a certain point and I'm just hungry. <laughs> Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't, Chrissy, Chrissy could get on this podcast and talk for oh an hour gosh. about how much food I eat after I've had enough to drink. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's yeah. like my ver- version of Doritos after marijuana. Oh, I see. It's like Cheetos yeah. after. Yeah. You, you've drank a really nice bottle of wine. Why do you want cheese puffs? I'm just hungry. Is there a reason behind it? No, I'm just hungry. I don't eat a whole lot of ice cream anyways. Why, you're lactose intolerant? What's wrong I, with you? I am. Oh. To a degree. To right. a degree. And it does upset my... It's not that I don't like it. When I was a kid, I used to make uh, Pepsi or root beer... Floats? Oh, yes. See, my grandmother loved those we things. Get, I couldn't. I couldn't. We, so we would get these... Big plastic cups from like football games or basketball games. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. The one and we bring it home. Fit a liter of Pepsi in it. Yeah. When you were a kid, <laughs> at the end of the basketball game or football game, I would I would like go through the stands and collect. I I get like a stack. Right. Of these, you know, nice plastic glasses. My dad's uh, or not cups, whatever. Bring them home. And we have no more room keep, in the we're cupboard. We're keeping all these. Keith, but we, we keep we, we keep a couple around, and they were great for floats because they're big enough they could get enough ice cream in there. Right. And then you put some Pepsi. We should have made Pepsi or Coke. We usually have Pepsi Coke, in the house. Right. And you pour the Pepsi in, and then you stir it. And then you pour some more Pepsi in, and you stir it some more. And eventually, it just became like this milkshake that Mush. was... But it had like this Pepsi taste It to was it. Laverne and Shirley's mm. uh, uh, Pepsi and That was good stuff. Yeah. That's what is exactly the same taste. Pe- Pepsi and milk. Yeah. Except it was frozen. Right. It had a frozen, frozen element Pepsi and milk. to it. I can't, I can't do that. I can't. You don't like Pepsi? No, I don't like Pepsi. And I don't like floats. I like milkshakes. No, hold it. You like ice cream. Yeah, I love ice cream. I hate you like floats. Pepsi? You no, don't like Pepsi? I don't like Pepsi. I'm a Coke. Well, that's the problem. I'm a Coke guy. You can make it with a Coke. Yeah, but I still don't like the ice cream. It's You're, you're mixing two things that, for me, okay. don't make any sense together. So you just told me wine and ice cream. And I didn't say. I didn't say. I, I didn't say. I, I didn't say. I poured the wine on the ice cream. But it's the same principle. No, it's you don't drink. Like, a, you, you don't drink don't a coke drink. over here, and you eat the ice cream over here. My hands are about three feet apart. You, you don't. You don't eat the coke. Eat He's the, got a six the foot wingspan. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, I do. I'm only five foot eight. How did that happen? Uh, it says your. It says your wingspan is supposed to be. supposed to be your height. Huh? Is yeah, it? Yeah, it's supposed to be. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have a measurement. Measurement. His his hands are five <laughs> five foot seven apart. It's five foot seven. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, the, I don't know. I I will eat. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. This is a lost how cause. Did we get there. <laughs> I have no idea. What was enough is enough. We we decided to change things enough. up. You know. So, I guess right. I guess there's a, maybe a boredom issue to it, or you you've gotta. I I called insert the, I, something new into the equation right. because as human beings we crave. A little bit of chaos, and if we're if we're using the Big Bang theories uh, type of thing, it's called the boredom effect. Where oh, I haven't heard that. Well, the, they don't they don't use it, but they talk about Big Bang theory. That every episode has some kind of mathematical thing where they like the boredom effect or the the uh, Thai food effect or whatever. Oh. And the, but the boredom effect. So this is, is the enough enough is enough effect. This is the enough enough effect. Yeah, where where you have a plus b equals c times a thousand, and when you get to a thousand and one, it needs to be a plus d equals f. Because you need to change it, you need to change it, and 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 it becomes the point where you call it boredom, you call it uh, excessive repetition, um, whatever you would you would use. But I page. think if you're in growth mindset, you can grow. And make if it's something of value. Let's let's talk about music for a second. So Jay Halpin, trumpet player, we both know, yeah, great I, player. I saw him the other day. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's. I don't think he plays trumpet anymore. I think he's. He still does, but not very much. 
He's trying to get away from doing that. I heard he was getting ready to move to Montana. Well, he was thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. His now part. He went on a he went on a West Coast thing where he did this vacation mm -hmm. thing where he was gone for like a month and a half. And he drove through Montana and all these places to experience them. I don't know if that was a, a, a you know, a looking for a place to go or not. Um, but Jay, I asked him about playing. And he goes, I don't really care to play that much anymore. Why? That's what I'm talking about. What the fuck? Why? What is your fucking problem, dude? Yeah, I want to play. I, 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 wanna, I want somebody to hand me my bass and play like, you know, a tritone and then die. You know, I, I, I don't I don't I ever want to stop playing bass. I want to play bass forever. And yeah. for those of you who don't know what, let me let me demonstrate tritone because we're in B flat. There's the tritone. There okay. you go. That's what Vinny's talking about. It's over. It's game. Game over, man. Or you, or you play a theme, theme from Twilight Zone. Is that Twilight Zone? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. But if you're constantly learning and getting better. I'm just curious as to why it just ends, and it, it happens with people. There are people that, and some people don't practice; they don't get, you know, they, they don't get better. They they stay stagnant. Well, they're just or stagnant, and I can I can understand that's enough. It is enough. That's when it's time to stop. But or, if I practice, or change. If if I spend some time over there, and and put in an hour on working on whatever it is I'm working on, I'm gonna get a little bit better, and I think that stimulates my brain, and gets the juices going, and it's it's mindful. There's a lot of mindfulness that goes into concentrating on something like that very hard, mm -hmm. and I think it's 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 very good for me because I don't I don't do a whole lot of meditation or yoga or well, anything like that. Well, but for me, that's a great way of exercising mindfulness. Well, here, practice and, and, and I get better. And that that mindfulness, you you hit it in your in your conversation. It's about being introspective. Mm. The reason that that we're here on the planet, in my opinion, is to learn. Now, it may not be on a, on a subject like math or science or anything like that, but we're supposed to learn as much as we're able to, to grow. And if we grow to a point where we're learning, whatever the subject, let's, let's, let's use math. How far did you get in math before you had enough? Uh, it was arithmetic. Period. Okay. <laughs> no, I got into algebra. All right. And I was so bad at it, I took like algebra two, but it was it was really the second part of algebra one. Okay. All right. So 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 you you got to the point where if I it, never got it, to calculus. I never got to. See, I, I got to, I got through algebra one, algebra two, algebra three, trig, and and, oh, and, and, and trig. calculus. Oh, um, yeah, calculus calculus fried my ass. But the the point I'm trying to I'm trying to say is that that eventually the learning process for a specific subject. Whatever that is, takes your brain, your JR psyche, and takes it to a zenith. And whatever that zenith is, you may not know it, but you'll get there and go, "Okay, I've had enough." Well, part of it for me with math was was it did not appeal to me, so I did not apply myself. Hence, the, your your if, moment. Now, that's if, where it got to stop. If someone said your family's lives depend upon you getting through algebra two. You know, I think I could probably figure out how well, to get that, through algebra that's, two. That's a different thing. That that puts you in a in a situation where you're it's fear or flight. It's it, it's do or die. You know that kind of thing. And, motivation. And, 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 it's, well, that's motivation. I have yeah. no motivation to learn calculus. I really don't. Nobody needs Why to know. I was motivated to learn music, I don't know. It was, it was just part of who I am. Well, it, it, was, it was probably a combination of a couple different things. You were exposed to it. You took a liking to it. You had an aptitude for it. And 
all those things together created the, the synergy for one of anything else mm -hmm. to go farther. Right. The, the same the same thing applies to when you're dealing with this and and trying to figure out where you belong in a subject or learning. If you go over there, I'm pointing to my left where JR's bases and, and, and little practice area is. If you go in there and you practice every day for 15 minutes and you play a, a head, you play a tune, you play a groove, you play something that's going to challenge you to get better on those six strings you have. Yep. You get done and you go upstairs and your wife looks at you and says, what were you doing? I was, I was practicing downstairs. How did it go? Went great. I, I learned something. Mm -hmm. If you sit down there for three weeks straight, now I, I guess you could, you could compare this to a sense to a writer. If you are going to sit down stairs and practice and for three weeks you're stagnant as hell. This sounds like the, whatever. The Shining Oh yeah, technicals and what? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good. That was a good movie. That was a. Here's Johnny. Um, but he's sitting there writing. He's writing the same thing over and over, over and over and over again. Right, because well, he was doing Bob Green. Um, uh, Which Bob Green? Bob Green, drummer, drummer Bob Green. Yeah, yeah. Not, not trombone player, state representative for New Hampshire, Bob Green. Right. right. Just want to clarify. Yeah, yeah. That's an important clarification. Bob Green was when we were in Japan before he came over to uh, to. Uh, Hawaii with you. Yes. He would do this thing where he would do stream of consciousness and he would just continually to type and he would not think about what he was doing and all of a sudden he would be typing and it would be like FFFDDD and then there'd be like words and shit. And, uh, seriously. And and it, it, I'm, I'm looking at it. It's typing in tongues. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, it's Pentecostal. It's Pentecostal <laughs> typing. Yeah. 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 Except you don't have to do it just on Sundays. Well, <laughs> we've just offended more people. <laughs> Guess they won't be for, our sponsors. For offensive comments, please uh, please bring them to Facebook and on base and off point. But uh, my name on is Twitter. Put them on Twitter because I don't go on Twitter. Just tweet away about the crap. Tweet, all, tweet all you want. You know, I, mean, I, don't, I don't believe in Twitter. That, that, yeah. Why? It, 248 characters of bullshit. Get you, get you uh, more shallow. Yeah, yeah well. Um, but the, 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 the point is, is if, if you're learning something and you're grasping something and you're making movements and you're changing, that's a good thing. Yes. Right. And and if, you're, if you've got to a point where you've reached a zenith, when I got out of the Air Force, I always wanted to work on um, uh, Charlie Parker Omnibook Heads. And I hadn't, oh, really, yeah. I hadn't really done a lot. Yeah, I, I did some of them, but I didn't do it. So I sat for the for the for the two months that I was off, before, well, on terminal leave, and I yeah. just I just ran through the Omnibook, and it was it was empowering. And I'm not saying that it turned out that I knew every head, but but I got them under my fingers, and I started getting comfortable with them, and I started realizing how fun it was to practice, and and it and it made it made a whole big difference for my playing afterwards when I got out of the Air Force, and it, it's not like I didn't want to practice while I was in the Air Force, but it was practicing was different, which. I'm going to bring up something, and after that, we'll play a tune. Okay. Maybe we'll do these changes. But uh, there was a great video. I think it was about the Eagles. Okay. And I think it was Glenn Fry and Henley were trying to find a place to live. I, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting from the hip here. It's been a while since I saw this. But they ended up getting a place. It was above Jackson Brown's flat. I think they were in California. And Jackson Brown lived downstairs. And they learned to practice from Jackson Brown because what would happen was they would wake up and they would hear this um, teapot going, whoosh, you know, the tea was ready. Okay. So Jackson Brown would get up, he would make his tea, and next thing you know, they'd hear him at the piano. And he was actually practicing. He was actually 
tearing things apart, putting things together slowly, learning things, or, or going about the craft of writing music. There, and there is a craft. Yes. There is a craft. And then it would stop. After 45 minutes to an hour, it would stop, and there would be silence. And then they would hear... You know, they would hear the, the tea again, mm -hmm. and you know he'd make his tea, and then he would come back to wherever he was and pick it back up. And they were just upstairs listening and learning from a true master about what he was doing. And that's how the Eagles learned how to write tunes. They learned it from. Play, play, let's let's play this tune, and then I have a question about that because I'm, I'm okay. Thought process thing about it. Let me turn. Let me turn the mics down. Yeah. Say the question. So, um, how many how many uh, times have you sit down to write any music as far as as far as your own songs? Um, it's few and far between. I'll get a you know wild hair, okay, and I'll sit down with the bass or at the piano and I'll get started and I never go anywhere. I never, I'll come up with like a clever some changes. I never get around to really put a melody to it, or if I do, I'm not happy. I'm I'm never like. Oh yeah, this is it. It's always like, oh, this sucks. I get, I get frustrated and I quit. All right. So, so my my uh, question is a little bit, a little deeper than that. Um, you think to it? Uh, well, too bad because I'm. That's I'm as deep as <laughs> that deep as it gets. I mean, as far I'm, as that well goes, my friend. Well, well I mean, but when you're sitting down doing this, 
-hmm. you're playing something, whatever it is, whether it's sure. a, set of, a set of changes that we just, like we just did, yeah. or you've got a melody line, you, you have a, a fancy bass part that you like, or whatever. What makes that stick with you? I mean... Oh, okay, I kind of like where you're going with this. You know, in what, other, what, what reaches out and grabs you? And you could say that about any piece of music. Like, sure, absolutely, some, absolutely. We threw some Bill Withers on while we were setting up uh, Use Me, and it's like two beats into it. It's like, man, it's, it's just, just there. And it's like, tell me if I'm wrong here. When you're on a gig, mm -hmm. you show up a gig, you've never played with a drummer, mm -hmm. and the, the first tune starts off, I know within about two to four bars whether or not it's going to be a good night and, or, or, it's going to or be like just miserable right. yeah. all night long. Yeah. It's kind of like that with when we put that Bill Withers on. It was like, bam, oh, there's, oh, that's a stone cold groove right there, baby. Now, I think the dichotomy to that is... When I was in West Virginia, I got a scholarship in the orchestra. And I did not like orchestra music, but I, I could play, you know, as part of what I could do, as part of my skill set. And rehearsals were Monday, uh, I think 6 to 7.30, and Thursdays 6 to 7.30, and Wednesdays 7 to 10. Oh. <laughs> we were playing some heavy stuff. Sure. We were doing um, some really great music, but I had no appreciation for it, and I hated it because it's not my. I, you it's, know, not your, it's not your. I'm thing. listening to Pat Metheny. I'm listening to yeah, Spyro Gyro. Price Life, Life, not you know, Sanson's Organ Symphony. No and, and we're sitting there playing Beethoven this and the other. And I didn't know the music. I, to be honest, I just did sure. not know the music. And then I would be in these rehearsals, and they're god awful long, especially. You're 18, 19 years old. That's like an hour and a half. You're getting in my drinking time. <laughs> exactly. You want to be out with the boys partying. So I would listen. And I start listening. I'm going, ooh, I like this one little section. And I would look forward to it in the rehearsal. But, oh, we're coming up to that section I like. And I start to get excited about it, you know. And then it's like, oh, the section before that is kind of cool, too. I, I like that. And then that linked into another section that was really, oh, I started to dig that. And next thing you know... I start to see the trees through the forest or the forest through the trees, however right. you want to look at it. Yeah, whatever the hell it is. But it took me a long time. To, it's like you go through this path in the forest. Let's maybe use that analogy. And the first time you go through the path, it's very foreign and it's, it's awkward. It's chaos. Right. And you have to go through the path several times before you start to recognize the order and the beauty of it. And it, after a while, I'm like, Oh my God, I love this. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to going to orchestra and, and, right. and we're doing barely O's. Right. Something like that where the first time you hear, you're like, that's just kind of... What the, what the hell oh, is that? This is so lame. And then you look, But after a while, you start to latch on to things and, and before you know it, you're kind of addicted to the whole, the whole piece. It's just gorgeous. So I think there's... On the other... You know, we talked about when you first hear something, what attracts you to it. Sometimes... You'll hear a piece on the radio or something on the radio. It's like, oh, that sounds so cool. Mm -hmm. And like, it's the big hit for the summer. Right. And then after a two weeks, you're like, oh my God, if I'm I hear this, with this one more time, time I'm, I'm, done. I'm, I'm, I'm going to strangle somebody with an right. E string. I'm just right. going to wrap it around. Now, I never would uh, espouse violence, but sometimes you just feel that way. So, so if you take that premise. Which one? The premise of of playing a section of a of a of a piece mm -hmm. and saying I really like this section and you start to realize that you like the other sections around it and yeah, then yeah. then you 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 withdraw and you see the uh, entire a bigger piece, picture yeah yeah you go this is worthwhile take that I don't write a lot of songs but I have some 
And when I sit down and write, I didn't realize this until after I had done this as my, we'll use, we'll quote unquote, method to writing songs and how it plays to other people that are ridiculously good at it. Mm. What I would do, whatever the line was, was that on bass, I very seldom did I write something on piano or guitar, but you know, I can play enough of those things to be terrible. Um, but I play something, I go, ooh, I like this. Let's explore this. And you start to explore it and you go, okay, this is nice. What are we going to do with this? We're going to put something in front of it. We're going to put something behind it. What are we going to yeah, do with yeah. this? Can we do this like three times and maybe figure out a melody that goes with this? Or is, or is it already a melody and you're trying to figure out a bass line to do this? And you get wrapped up in the moment and you're creating. And then the creating process, and I yeah. get a, a line or a nice, nice part I like or whatever it is. For me, the test that holds water in the beginning is if it's something that is repeatable and sounds good repeatable. I don't mean repeat it like a thousand times like you're doing, uh, I don't know, whatever tune. I'm talking about doing it in such a way where you, you do it and you go, I like this. Yeah. I can hear this. I can play it in such a way where if I play it again, somebody will go, oh, it's catchy. It may be something that you can listen I'm to. I'm never happy. Maybe my stuff's always crappy. Or maybe, here's another thought. Here is another thought. Negativity bias. Well, we get drawn into that for sure. And we don't give ourselves enough respect. Right. As human beings. And this is what I was reading in my, uh, the, the Jordan Peterson book I'm reading, which is really good if you get a chance to pick it up. Yeah, you told me. In uh, the second chapter, he says, treat yourself like you would treat someone you're charged with taking care of. For example, when you take your dog, you have a dog, Dallas, you take yep. Dallas to the vet and the doctor, the vet gives you medicine. You make sure the dog takes the full prescription of the medicine. But how many times when you get your prescription, you don't finish it all or you don't do what the doctor tells you to do because you just... We think we know. Well, we think we know and you know, maybe we just don't respect ourselves. Okay. And that's where I'm with, with like my songs. It's like, eh, that's not good enough because I wrote it. Maybe it's me. Well, maybe. It's very melancholy, mel melancholy playing that's, there. Maybe that's something, there. That's, some, that's something that I wrote. Oh, okay. Or I was messing with and, and it's nice because I can repeat it and I like the way it sounds. You could blow changes over that and have a great yeah. time with it. It's just, yeah. it's just A and, a and, uh, um, and E minor, you know. It reminded me of like a Foo Fighter song. Yeah. With a little Jocko influence on it. You ever heard that uh, King Crimson tune, Mate Kudasai? I actually transcribed it. I have it upstairs. I was playing it last week. This, this, this reminds me of that. It's not that. Right. We should play that next week. Without sure. the melody, because we don't want to get sued. All these people that no, are I don't want Tony to Levin or Adrian Beluso <laughs> in my ass. But, that's a but, gorgeous, yeah, yeah, that's a gorgeous song. I think it's got a two-four bar in it somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere in that in that message. But, but, it's, but, um, but it's just so solid. Yeah, it's just a very well constructed, simple, and it's simple, well constructed. Uh, that's the kind of thing that you know makes the greats great. Well, and but now here and here and here and again, you talk about Jackson Brown and brewing his tea mm -hmm, and composing. Mm -hmm. 
and not necessarily knowing exactly what's going on in Jackson Brown's head because they're upstairs listening to this. Sure. But uh, I'm going to use one of our buddies, Dave Cousineau, as an example. I've, I've, talked, yeah. I've talked to Dave Cousineau. Dave, Dave has a lot of... of uh, Dave talked to me a lot. I never get a word in edgewise. You're, spo- you're not supposed to get a word in. <laughs> it's, that's how it works. Kidding, this, Dave. It's just a joke, man. Like my, my throat feels so much better when I talk to him. Um, <laughs> Because you don't do any talking. I, I Just kidding, Dave. I, I know that. you're listening, Dave. <laughs> but the, 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 point, the point of this is that Dave has had this thing about writing pieces, and he's written some great stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and he, has a, he has a method, and he goes through this, and there, there's a process, and he's used some songwriter uh, uh, studies about how to do that stuff. And none of those things are wrong. That's his, that's his charge of how to do that. Sure. But... When I do, when I do, when I write my stuff, it's got to have that. You sit there and listen to that melody, that that little set of chords, and go, "Hey, that's kind of melancholy. I kind of like that." And it's like, that's what I want. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to look at this stuff. Sure, sure. But the reason I bring it up is that that one of the conversations that I ha- had seen a YouTube video and some uh, somebody talking to Paul McCartney about how he writes music. Oh yeah. And his rationale about writing music has to do with the fact that if he can repeat it. If he can learn it and repeat it, because he doesn't read music. He, he's admitted that he doesn't read music. Yes, yes. So if he can sit there and write this song and it can repeat and he can continue doing this, then he's got himself what he considers to be a hit. Or And I also did read... See, the, there's an advantage to not reading. We, we talked about how important it is to read, but there's a great advantage of not reading. Well, if you sit there and... Try, oh, a great advantage, but you know... I don't know if it's a great advantage, but it, but it's an advantage in the stack that it gives you more creativity, or it gives you the ability to be more creative. Maybe. Well, sure, but but it, it's a tool and technique that he has in his bag that we don't have. Because the first thing I do when I get something really good, I'm, I'm jotting it down, it down. Right. or at least even visualizing what it looks like on paper, and, which is crazy. And see, see for me, and and maybe that's maybe that's a, a change to your paradigm when you're when you're sitting there writing a song. Yeah. Maybe. For, for yeah. me, it's it's making sure that I can listen to it and be happy, and if I'm happy with it, then eventually I get it where I want, and then I'll write it down. It'll it'll go yeah. through seven. But if if I sit there and play this on a Saturday morning where where everybody's asleep and I'm the only person that's awake, you know, then you wind up going, all right, this is good. If I can play it again tomorrow, then it's worth keeping. And then you play it again the next day, and you go, oh shit, this is this is great. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to I'm going to do something with it. I think it's like a distillation process. Sure. Where you get dis- distilled down to where you really like it. Right. And there's nothing more. You've got rid of all the extraneous crap, crap that doesn't fit in there. But you also, everything that's in there has to be there. Right. Our, our, theme, our theme song. Which I, you I, wrote. I, which I wrote. You I, wrote this. I, I, I use it as an example. I was trying to figure out what a bass player would play for a melody line and how it would work. So the, the beginning line. The, right. You know, it turns out to be, a, 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 I borrowed a little bit from like Red Cross, but but the idea behind yeah, it is. Yeah, it's got a bebop kind of. It's got a bebop yeah, type yeah. of head. But the bridge was something where I wanted it to, I wanted it to have something where we could solo over and mess around with it. So with the bass line. I just wanted to do something that had a little bit of a Jocko-ish feel to it. Yeah, and I was able to just Jocko. kind of put anything you, over anything that. that and, yeah, and, that, and that's the nice beautiful. thing about it. It just laid like a nice little palette. In that particular, really, honestly, when you, when you said, we need a theme song for the show, it was like, it was almost almost as simple as done. You know, well, it was. You go, oh, I got something, I'll bring it over. Yeah. Oh. And, and, it, and, it, and, <laughs> and I, recorded, I did, boom. I didn't sit there and, and overthink it. Right. I just did it. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the issue. You, you, you sit there and play it and you go, you know, let because... If you go to a studio and record yourself, you take your band and you record a tune, and you listen to it right afterwards, you go, okay, I'm pretty happy. Let's put it in the can and let's go home. 
and then you listen to it two days later. And you've given your chance for your ear to rest, and you've chance to, to, to completely forgot what you were what you were really thinking about at the moment. You may wind up going, "Oh, wait a minute, you know, we don't." That's want, communication one on one. We need you need to do that, or or you go, "Oh yeah, this is good. I like this," and go from there. Anytime you like write something, even things at work, performance reports, I'll spend time on it, and it. and then I got to put it put it away. And come back the next day and go, oh, my God, what was I thinking? This sounds terrible. i got to fix this. Yeah. You know, and once again, I'll get to a point of distillation where it's like, okay, I've got this where it needs to be. That's why you can't just – you can't use – I think they call it student syndrome. Student syndrome. Now, what's that? It's like you wait till the, the night of the test to study. <laughs> well, I, I like that. It, I like that idea because you, because you have a chance to remember it as most as you can before, before you get to the moment. That's my attitude. I know that's not the right answer. <laughs> But I, but the point of, of getting away from people will in the opposite of student syndrome is something else where people will take as much time as you give them to get a project done. Oh yeah. So there's that's, two. There's, that's called Parkinson's law. Yeah, Parkinson's law. Very good. Well, Vinny, I'm very impressed. You're smarter than I look. That's not hard. <laughs> no, it's not at all. It's it work work expands to fill the time uh, given. Is it, I mean I'm I'm, mm -hmm. I'm paring it down, but that's Parkinson's law. Yes, Parkinson's law. Very good. Yeah. See North Code Parkinson's. So yeah. So the opposite of that is I think student syndrome. I think is what they call it, which is where you just wait to the very last minute. You have all this time. Right. You procrastinated until your last few seconds. And you're like, oh, I gotta get this done. You get it done. I I did I did a thing in college where. Political science stuff, for the most part, came to me relatively easy. But as per political science progresses in college, you're not talking about the legislative branch and the judicial branch. You're talking about heady public policy yeah, and other sure, stuff. Sure. Well, I, I took a public policy class, and I never went to the class. I was bored out of, the damn, out of my damn mind. So I went to the teacher, and, and he said, well, I haven't been in class. Ah, you know, I, I could give you, give you a bunch of reasons, but I just didn't want to come. He goes, you know, we got a test today, right? And he goes, and, and this stuff is kind of heady stuff, or test, test the next day. This is kind of heady stuff. He says, you want to take the test? I said, well, yeah. He goes, well, let's see how you do, and we'll go from there. So I had a study group with a bunch of my old high school, like three high school friends that had come to, had come to, come to the same college. We studied for two and a half hours. I got an 88 on the test. Everybody else didn't do as well as I did. The professor looks at me and goes, you don't have to come back to class. Oh, nice. It's perfect. It's like, but, but the thing is, is in my particular case, not the um, oh shit syndrome where you have, and, and that, I kind of relate that to the student syndrome where you procrastinate. And I don't know if you, that's real, but that's what I, I that's call what it. What the oh shit syndrome. Okay. Yeah. Oh we, shit. We, I got to study. I got to test this we, afternoon. We can call it that. Yeah, but the, the, the bottom line is, is that sometimes in those particular moments, there's more clarity because, because think about this. If you're studying a particular subject, something that's, that's got some meat behind it, you know, not like Parkinson's Are we law. just talking about memory though? Well, Rote yeah. memorization. Some. That's a little different. Some, than, but not all, because with public, public policy class, we're not talking about how bills go through committees. Well, sure, there's some theory to it that you have to understand. But, and, and you have to be able to regurgitate the theory. Relativeness to it, because you have to have it semi-memorized for the test. To a degree. I mean, you have, you have to know if... I had a formal logic class. Formal logic class was A plus B equals C. Everybody can sit down and say, I don't care what A and B are, but I know A plus B equals C, and that's, that's a formula that you'll remember and you'll use when you're taking a, a story problem and trying to, trying to d discern that. But it takes a little bit more than just finding A, B, and C to come with the answer. All right. Well, I want to walk this back. I want to walk this back a little or unpack it a little because 
when it comes to songwriting okay. and student syndrome, I don't think that's a good combination. Now, trying to do things at the last oh, minute to write a song? Oh, I wrote a song. Oh, here it is. I'm yeah, no. It's it's the opposite. It's, right. It's, you need to take time. It's got to brew. It away. It's got to brew. Yeah. It's got to sit. Simmer. It's got to ferment. Simmer, baby. Or foment. Foment. You know. Foment. <laughs> Whatever. You pull it back out and you go, yeah, I got to get rid of some of these impurities here. Yeah. Oh, we're missing a little something here. I got to add a little. Right. I'm putting it away for a little more. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it sit a little bit longer. You, you can't you can't have either Parkinson's or student syndrome go, or theory going on there. You really have to have a I think a process like Dave. Dave has a process. I don't know what his process is. I need to talk with him about it because I I, I don't write. I don't have the time to write right now. I'm just too dang on busy. Right. Maybe someday um, when I retire and have a studio and don't have a job, that will be my job. Write some tunes. Sure. Um, so let's play a tune. Sure. Here we go. What are we playing? A C minor blues. Okay. Turn off the mics. Thank you. 
Penny Marshall on bass. He wrote this. I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> what? We've got a cozy, cozy little set there with <laughs> little Spinal Tap reference for you, Spinal Tap lovers out there. Maybe we'll work up. We're not uh, doing Stonehenge again. Not <laughs> about to go do a freeform jazz odyssey in front of a festival, so it's crowd. Uh, Derek Small's uh, on bass. What's, what's his What's his wife's name? Uh, oh, the girlfriend. Yeah, 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 the one he wrote the black, uh, the black glove, or whatever the black smell the glove. <laughs> smell the glove. Yeah, I don't remember. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that and Lebowski are too. Oh, we need to do a Lebowski, Lebowski podcast. Podcast. So yeah. we the theme. We'll just throw miscellaneous. The dude abides. Uh, hey man, hold on, man. Like I'm not Lebowski. You're Lebowski. Lebowski. I'm the dude. That's what you call me, <laughs> the dude. Or Duder, or El Duderino, <laughs> if you're not into that whole gravity thing, man. <laughs> did you see that commercial? You said take any rug in the house. Did, did you see the commercial? Uh, oh, over the Super Bowl. Yeah, with, uh, with yeah, Sex in yeah. the City, uh, Jessica Parker and him. The Duda Bides. The Duda Bides. I mean, that's my, that is my movie, man. <laughs> that's beautiful. My brother turned me on to that, Kenny. So that, that's an interesting topic in and of itself. Um, he calls it the BOD, the B-O-D. Okay. Uh, He's on my board of directors. Oh, okay, sure, sure. So anytime, anytime I have to make a, a large decision, you call. Um, well, yeah, I have a I have a board, and there okay. are several people on my board. Um, he's one of them. My dad's probably definitely on there, and my mom to a degree. Mom, you're sometimes you're a little crazy. So, just saying. I've never met you, and I'm not saying a word. <laughs> I love my mother. She's awesome, but sometimes she's just woo, mom. Come back to Earth. My mother goes, that's nice. You know. Yeah. And, of course, Lisa is certainly um, probably has veto power on anything. Yeah. But there are people that I never make decisions in a vacuum, especially there are huge life decisions you make, like volunteering for a deployment, uh, an assignment, all, having kids. I mean, major life decisions. I like to reach out to somebody and get a – Hey, what do you think? Sure, why, sure. Why not? I mean, that makes sense. I mean, or if something's going bad, how do I fix it? You know, there's certain people that I, I truly trust on my board of directors, and and of course, it doesn't have to be a person. It can be a thought or a proverb, or it could be just something that it could be your dog. Your dog could be on your board of directors because you make huge decision decisions based upon sure maybe that influence in your life. So, do you have a board of directors? Who's on it, and and when was the last time you've kind of um, convened? We must convene the board of directors because there's been changes in my life with my like my father passing. You know, I don't I don't have my father as a as a as a board of director person. He died uh, going on eleven years ago. He was he was probably at the paramount of of uh, at the zenith of of the the board of directors because. I would get an opinion from him, and he would say it in such a way where it was an opinion that he would state state what he felt, but it wasn't a declarative, you need to do this. It was, well, this is what I would do, right? Now, in, in lieu of him growing up, I've known my teacher from college for going on 40 years. So when I have an issue with something, I usually go back with him because for him and I, he was he's only 11 years older than I. So when we met and I was 17 and he was, he was 28, 
you know, he he had the perspective of being older, that like an older brother that you looked up to. But at the same yeah. time, he had a lot more experience. He was on the road with Buddy Rich, what, you know, all all that stuff. Yeah. So if he said, you know, hey, pretty much this guy's black, you know, I'm going to look and go, I don't believe you, but I think you're right, you know. Um, but he had he had enough perspective where you where you looked at that. Now, he, lately, I haven't had to have make big decisions, but like Chrissy, my my now wife, and I had met her you know, 20 plus years ago, she, she's the stuff that's going on. She's the kind of person that, I, I don't know if this fits with your, with your brother or your dad or your mom, but when you say something, sometimes with me, I don't get all those things out right away. I love to talk. You know, if you haven't figured yeah. that out in this podcast, you're not, you're, 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 you're ridiculous. Uh, we have to do a word count sometimes, see who has more words. I'm sure I've got doubles. I- <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm not even trying, you know. I, I haven't even used obstreperous or obsequious yet, you know. Um, but join us next week when he uses the words ob- obstreperous. I don't even uh, know what that means. Neither do I. Just like saying it. But anyway, the, the point is, is that that um, I won't necessarily say what's on my mind, but but somebody that knows me will understand, and they'll go, "Hey, what the hell's wrong with you?" You're, there's something going on, you know, what's, what's happening. Mm. And in Christy's case, she'll pick it out pretty fast. Right. You know, Frank is the same way. I haven't, I haven't, you know, hung out with Frank in years, but, but when I come home, he, he knows what's going on. He's your older brother by how much? No, Frank's not my older brother. He's my teacher. Oh, your teacher. Yeah. He's he's older by 11 years. Okay. And your brother? My brother's 10 years. No, I'm the oldest. My brother's 10, my my brother's 10 years younger than I am. Same here. And in this particular case, my brother and I, as much as I love him and all that other good stuff, he and I are not much for, you know, for that kind of a conversation. Now, my little sister, who I'm her godfather, she's 15 years younger than oh me. Oh, my. Um, she, I will call her, when it came time for me to get divorced, I, I told Chrissy I wasn't, wasn't sure about doing this. I was trying to figure out how to, how to tell my mom and my sister, because my dad, my dad was passed by then. And when I told my sister, she was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Like, mm. what the hell? She goes, I already knew. I said, well, why didn't you tell me? And she goes, I didn't really want to tell you because I didn't want to hurt you, but I, I knew that it was time for you to get divorced. I, I knew that this marriage wasn't right for you. And my mom said the same thing. So now I'm, now I'm listening to this going, well, geez, I didn't really know that, that, that yeah. you, were, you were in tune to what's going on. So I'll throw things back and forth with her. Yeah. But the, the, the point of this, as far as board of directors stuff goes, um, I certainly don't make a decision in a vacuum. And in, in that particular case, I will I will listen to what they say, and they'll say, usually say it before I ask. Right. Now, do you have dark board members? In what regard? Somebody that affected your life that to the point where you go, I would never do what this guy does. So he sits like at the far end of the board, and you're like, oh, yeah. Like, I know a guy. He's, he's Like the exception to the rule? or, or Like or, this guy's... Whatever he'd do, you would do the opposite. I don't know that I don't know that I'd call it that specifically. Yeah. But I will say there are people in my life where I've watched them act and respond on a subject, whatever that subject is, and I'll go, There is no way in hell I would do that. There's just no way. Right. This person I'm not gonna judge them as far as, you know, not doing something immoral. Yeah, I've had people I've worked for that were just awful. Oh yeah, and you look at them and go, There's no and way in I'm hell. I'm just thinking, yeah, you're on my board. Because you you influence my decisions. Okay. You influence me because I I learned I will never do this. Right. Right. I will never act the way you acted. Right. Now I I call him a dark 
a dark member, a dark board See, member. No, I, I, I don't, I don't call them that, but no, but I, but I have. I just made like that up. Well, good. That's, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it sounds good. Let's see if I'll it put works that in my week. book. Yeah, Let's see I'll, if it works next week. Well, then we distilled it down to a point where, oh yeah, that does work. Maybe that's work. I'll yeah. put it in my book or in a song. See, oh, dark board member, dark, dark board member, D- oh, DBM. Oh, see, yeah, DBM. <laughs> see, and it'll, it'll be in like five four, and you know, and like in like some. Odd it'll certainly be in something minor. <laughs> Something really about something really, you know, like kind of mentally. Yeah, that's that's dark board memory. Yeah, something ridiculous. Um, Maybe like a minor two things in there, you know. Give me, give me a low B. Give me, no, like some kind of like, yeah, like. <laughs> no, no, it just sounds like some spasm. Dark board member. Dark, dark board member. Jerry, there you go. Thank you. Good night. He wrote this. Okay, I did not write that. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll let the distill tomorrow. We'll just throw it in the trash. That was a bad batch. That was a bad batch. Yeah, that was a bad so. batch of whatever the hell it was. It was bad. <laughs> concept, great. I love the concept. We're going to write a song called... Yeah. Dark board member. I, I can see the first person that tries to produce this. Love the concept about dark board <laughs> member. Stop playing bass during that moment. You know, and and for God's sakes, pick something else. And and you're all fired. <laughs> you're all. We're fired. tearing up your contract. <laughs> you're, you're that was dumb. Contract. Dark horse is no longer sponsored. <laughs> Brilliant, but you're all dumb. And you're all dumb. Yeah. Lordy, lordy, I don't know how we got to that. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's beautiful. Perfect. So, we can play another tune or. We can press forward with another thought. Press forward with another thought, and then we'll play a tune. Okay. I'm in the mood to talk a little bit. Yeah, let's talk a little bit. I think we... I like where we were going with um, chaos and order. Okay. How is How can chaos be positive? I think people will have a hard time relating to chaos being a positive thing. Well, and which one is male and which one is female? <laughs> uh if you talk to a woman, chaos is male. If you talk to a man, chaos is female. No, but seriously. It, seriously. <laughs> if you talk to a man, chaos is female. Uh, um, I will argue. I'm, I'm going to argue that point right now. Point and counterpoint. Point and counterpoint. So chaos is like nature. So you're saying cha- mother, chaos is female. Mother nature. Yes. Well, for sure. I love, look, you know me. I love chaos. Right. I, I'm, I'm always I'm you always out in, in the I make chaos out of nothing, right? Because that's just that's who just I who am. Are. That's yeah. my personality. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love Mother Nature, but Mother Nature creates hurricanes, natural disasters. But in that chaos, there's order. But uh, uh, hold on, let me finish, Vinny. I want my fifty-two words. <laughs> Go ahead, Jared. <laughs> well, men build things. Okay. They they're they're about order and structure. Sometimes it's, it's that's a bad thing. I think order can be bad because there's too much structure and order without too much structure. Look at the Nazis. Way too much order. Yeah. The Soviet Union, way too, too much, much order. order. We're trying to distill things down to it's way too much in a box. You don't fit in the box, you're dead, you're gone. Right. But I think man does that. Man builds things. Man man goes about you know, trying to make things orderly. And I think women, or the, I shouldn't say men, I should, the, the female. I'm probably getting myself in big trouble here. Notice I've stopped talking. 
<laughs> I've stepped in it big time. And you're leaving a mess behind you. But, <laughs> that's, I think well, chaos is beautiful. I mean, chaos well, is beautiful. Okay, birth. That's not chaos. Yes, it is. No, it's not. There's sure an end result. Is. There's a kid that comes out at the end. So that is complete unknown. It's complete unknown. That's chaos. Chaos is unknown. Chaos is unknown, but let, let, let's, let's go, think let, about that for a go, second. Let's go through some, some standard accepted things. Gestation is 270 days. Okay. At the end of gestation. So there's some order there. Right. At the end of gestation or before the end of gestation, there are things that prepare the woman for birth. The engaging of the head in the pelvic area. God, I'm talking like I'm a doctor. Yeah, but Dr. Vinny, listen. When the baby comes out, what do you know if it's male or female? Most well, you do now. Well, back in the day, no, you didn't. that's and and that's not. But that's do you not, know what that's kind of not, kid this. How, what's chaos. this kid going to be that's like? That's a surprise. That's a <laughs> okay, chaos. That's what the definition of chaos is. Surprise. No, chaos is a oh. ra- is a random order of things. There is not a random order to whether the baby chaos is going to be a man un- or a no. woman. Chaos is the unknown. It's, it's not the completely unknown. the unknown because it, it, it may be un it may be as a characteristic unknown, but it is random. Whether it's a boy or a girl is not random. That's a 50-50 statistical issue. Unless it's we've got still something. Fairly else. random. 50 is <laughs> not random. It's A or B. It's randomly A or B. I would rather have A or B any day than A through, you know, A prime. It's still random. <laughs> still random. <laughs> so all right, with that with that in mind. So you, you don't you're not buying the I'm not buying it. I'm I'm calling So you think men are chaos? I think men are nothing but chaos. You think I male think, is chaos. I think male are designed male male in general, the the um uh, whatever the the masculine form yeah, the masculine. of, of yeah, anything. Forms. Yeah, masculine the, the masculine are designed by nature to to fiddle and diddle with everything. You, if I gave you for what purpose? There is no purpose. That's yes, the there chaos. Is. It's always to make no, to make order of it. No, they're out there fiddling to make to make things right. Let's, did did let's, you ever? Did you ever? T- what do you do when when? Okay, so I come home, and the dishwasher is full of water, and the wife has opened the dishwasher, and the water goes everywhere. It, who fixes that? Well, uh, assume uh, who makes order of that, Vinny. It's not order. You're fixing. A, you're fixing an, a, an event. You're trying to make. I'm putting things back in order. Order is like when you do the dishes. There's a, there's a process. Right. When you do the dishes, where do the cups go? Do they go on the bottom or do they go on the top? Ostensibly on the top. Exactly. There's order to doing dishes. There's a process. There's an order to it. So when I fix the dishwasher, I'm restoring order. That's when I show up. That's that's. There's a crisis. No, you're averting chaos. Is what you're doing. You're not. Cha- you're listen, not. You're not fixing an order. You're averting right now. chaos. Listen to me right now. <laughs> when the pipes are backed up, and you can't do dishes for you're a weekend, a, you are averting. Chaos. You are in chaos. <laughs> you are averting. You are in chaos when the pipes are backed up. That's and that's natural. It's natural thing for the, the pipes to be backed up. Mother Nature causes that through maybe roots growing through the pipes. No, that's but but then you go back. Is it to, Father Nature? It's no, not Father no, Nature. No, you're right. But you go back to what you were talking about with a baby, and um, roots in your in your drain is a random event. 
It may be a reoccurring random event, but it's it's a random event. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this. You act like you don't have kids. You know, you're like, oh, it's just, oh, it's a hundred, two hundred to my days of gestation, and then they're baby crowns, and then it's born, blah, blah, blah. You know when these kids come out, they're nothing but fucking chaos. You know for a fact, from day one, when it poops, or whatever, it's just total mayhem. Kids are, kids. That's just because you had three at kids once. Are, you have plenty of kids, you know it's true. Kids, are, may, kids are mayhem. It's may, They're mayhem in their case. What are they created by? Do they come out of you? Well, no, they do not. So mothers are chaos. Chaos is beautiful. I love <laughs> chaos. I will go back to that. I will stand by that. <laughs> this I, podcast will never air. This 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 podcast will never make it because you know <laughs> Gloria Steinem will come back and haunt us. Uh, she's telling she's still alive. Um, <laughs> it's just beautiful. I, I'm I'm standing by my premise. I want you to think about it. We can order. Male. Chaos. Female. Mother Nature. What does she do? Hurricanes. Yeah, but then, tornadoes. It's not Father Nature. No, but but Father Time. Time is what? Time is very it's very orderly. Yeah. Think about it. It's in our it's in our psyche. It's in our minds. It's not my psyche. Yes. If I if I said mother time, you'd be like, what the, the fuck, fuck are you talking, talking about, douche? <laughs> It's, it's father time. I, time is orderly. Time is I, seconds and days. I I still I I'll 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 say this. I'll end the it planet with goes around the sun right, well, three hundred and sixty five days. I'll say I'll say it this way. I'll say it this way. It's gestation is too. I'll say it this way. Wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> so, in order for something to be chaotic, okay, there is no. The, the the events behind it are all random. You can't have chaos that has a sequence. You can't. I don't believe that's the definition. What about the universe? Of, I don't believe that's the, the definition definition of chaos. The universe has. I don't believe that's a de- to it. I don't believe that's chaos. The big bang. No, no, the big bang was chaos. The result of that particular chaos was what we have now, which is order. And how are who's making order of it? Uh, science. We are. No, no, we're not making order of, of of the Earth rotation and and the Milky Way. Until we understood it, it didn't exist. <laughs> that's the tree. That's the tree falls in the in the yeah. The, it is. That, to a yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I don't. To a degree, gravity did not exist until Newton went. Oh. This apple hit me in the head. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. Uh, I, I believe that that there's, science. There's a good book. It's called um, "Motorcycle uh, Maintenance" in the Zen of some the Zen of motorcycle, motorcycle maintenance. Yeah, and that's exactly what the arguments in there is that, that until and, until and, until the apple fell, we didn't know what gravity was. Well, until Newton decided to to, this goes back to words. Until we speak it and say it, did it really? How much does it really exist? Well, it, I guess that gets into into the the point of discovery. You know, when when Einstein disco- discovered the theory of relativity, or um, whoever discovered nuclear fission, I don't know if that was Einstein or somebody else. Those things still existed. Somebody just wa- watched it, or discovered it, or created it. I agree. 
I agree. You know, I mean, that's that that it still existed. The 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 all the things that that wind up going in a line that make nuclear fission happen. You don't fuck with those things. Those things are there. When somebody discovers that if you do this and you do this and you do this, you get nuclear fission. Right. I'll, that, I'll, have, to, I'll have to dig up that book and, and bring it in and read it because if, if when you start reading, you go, "Oh, I never thought of it that way." I'm, I'm sure it's it's you know it, it, it's philosophical. I, I it's used philosophy. to. I still have this conversation with Chrissy. You're left-handed. I'm left-handed. For the for the most part, left-handed people think differently than right-handed people. I don't give a shit what people say. I don't care if there's any science behind it. I think I think they're all full of well, shit. Okay, so this plays right into what we're talking about: chaos, order, left brain, right, right brain. brain. It's A, B. It is A, B. Or zero, one. Right. I, I completely agree. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily... Male, female. I don't necessarily... Masculine, feminine. Right. I don't feminine. Know, I don't necessarily... Yin, yang. I don't necessarily agree that that follows in that particular... Your version of it. But my version. I'm just talking It's your version. You're just over there agitating. Well, that's what I do. <laughs> agitating I'm the agitator general. Oh, no, Oops. That was me. That's right. Sorry about that. I was. I guess I agitated you in the wrong way. <laughs> must, have, must have been the peppers. Really, really pissed him <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> must have been the hot sauce. Must have been the hot sauce on the wings. Are you playing anything? Yeah, let's play one more. I don't know why. Let's just see what happens. Okay. Oh, I got something. Oh, I don't have something. <laughs> uh... I've written some stuff down. Where'd it go? St. Thomas. Thank you. 
Well, finally, one tune that went well. <laughs> it took all night. He's got rid of that, song neg- got rid of that negativity bias. Uh, oh, this is going to suck. Uh, I know this is going to suck. I hate this key. Oh, man, it does suck. Imagine that. You just you get, you get buy you, into you it. You get what you asked for. Well, you buy into it. You just get, you buy into it like, oh, this is going to suck. Just forget about the bad notes. Forget about the past four efforts we had at trying to play a tune. It didn't work. But no, I, I rose above it, Vinny. I rose above it. Thank you. Thank you very much for my next trick. <laughs> Nothing on my sleeve. Don't try this at home, folks. We're trained professionals. That's right. We're musicians. We're musicians. We can read. Oh, we're smart. We're really good. Oh, lordy, lordy. All right. We're going to talk one, one last subject. Okay. I love to end with food, although we already hit on floats. and um, what, what, what food do you want to talk about? Well, what's your what's your uh, mom's favorite recipe that you love? What do you love that your mom used to make? She makes baked ziti, very good, wonderful. Do you and, know how to make it? Oh yeah, hell yeah. What's what's the key to it? Uh, key to it is making the sauce right. You know what you add to it is is really up to you. You can you can do whatever you want. So this is ta- a very Italian dish, or it's yeah, it's Sicilian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you Bacon, Sicilian? Half Sicilian. Oh shit, man! I'm 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 scared of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to get away, but they keep sucking me back. They drag me back in. I try and I try to get away, but no. They keep dragging me back in. I don't know that movie that well. I'm, I'm doing my best for That's God, Godfather 3. That's yeah. Godfather 3. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I'd, I'd be better at like a Rocky. Yeah, yeah. No, that's all right. You're right. Yo, Adrian. Yo. Hey, what? Hey. <laughs> Life's got all sunshine and rainbows. It'll beat you down. Or teeth. <laughs> and it'll keep you there if you let it. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Now, if you know what you're good for, <laughs> you go out and you make it. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, bake, for, for my mom, bake, bake CDs, like the best thing she makes. My, my, <laughs> sorry. My, my, gra- my grandmother used to make the best lasagna. Rocky. Sorry, Rocky. You got six damn strings. Ah, oh, crap. It's <laughs> uh, brought, brought to you by Modulus. I like that bass. It's a nice little bass. It is a nice little bass. It's got a nice little... What's this got to do with food? Wang to it. Yeah, so the ziti. Let's the ziti. get back. Is it a traditional marinara sauce? Is that what really mm-hmm. makes yeah, but, it but, happen? But it's, but it's what you do with the sauce because it's not just a, it's just not, it's not a marinara sauce. Because if you throw this all together, you have choices about how you put it. You can put nothing in the ziti and just do cheese, sauce, and ziti. Yeah. Or yeah. you can do, you know, mushroom, sausage, hamburger, green peppers, you know, whatever you want to put in there. That's up to you. Right. So if you're making the sauce, for me, when I, when I make, um, any kind of sauce. The sauce has got to, you got to have some crushed red peppers or, or crushed red peppers, crushed tomatoes, diced tomatoes. You got to have some, mm. some tomato paste. You got to have the, the, the regular regular sauce that you make a marrow with. You got to throw in some sugar to get rid of some of the acidity. You got to let it cook for a while. Yeah. You want to you want to consider putting mushrooms in there or onions or you want basil. You know, if you bay told Mezzanotti you were putting sugar in your sauce, he would have a, a cow, I think. He would have a cow, but the, but, but the reason... I think yeah, the reason behind it is it does to, kill to, the acidity. Tomato sauce is very acidic, and and it, you know you have you, to counteract. Yeah. A lot of onions is another way. If you, if you really, onions can when you cook them and saute them, Ca- yeah, caramelize them, yeah. caramelize yeah. them. They can become a sweetness that offsets right. the. 
And you know, I'm not talking about putting an ass load of sugar in there. I'm talking, I do. Maybe like a, a table, mine. maybe like a tablespoon. No, my mom's sauce is uh, it's like a sweet spaghetti sauce, right, right, and right. we put a shit ton of. Well, sauce. I, we had spaghetti. We, we had a pasta a couple weeks. Yeah, that, that, that's the sauce we that's make. Sauce, it's yeah. a very and sweet that's, sauce. That's very but um, but I love that. And so we had a friend of ours over. You might know her, Leslie Masson. We, we were talking uh, upstairs before. Yeah, you came Leslie home. came over. She's about to be a group superintendent out at Hill Air Force Base. Really, MSG Mission Support Group Superintendent. Right. She was she was a, a TI. And yeah, she was NTL. a training instructor yeah. down at uh, Basic Military Training. Total badass. So good luck out there, Leslie. We're counting on you. Uh, but she came out and I cooked my mom's beef stroganoff, Ooh. which a lot of people beef stroganoff gets a bad rap. Yep, it does. How do you do it? Or how does she? It's do very it? simple, and I love this recipe. The key is to get nice a nice steak to cook. They okay. had a sale at the commissary on steak. I think I got three nice New York strips oh, for seven something. Okay, you know it was like four something. Right, four nine. It's like usually it's like it's like it's like eighteen dollars or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it was on sale. Family pack. You know that comes in a little yellow pack. Sure. So I, I took two of those and I stuck one in a freezer bag and put it in the freezer because Lisa doesn't like steak. So there will be a night where she wants I want pasta and I'll be like. You have your pasta. I'm going to have a damn There's steak. It's a, <laughs> a frozen steak that cost me like 2 or $3. Right. It was $7 total for the whole thing. So anyways, I bought some really nice grade New York strip okay. type uh, beef. And then you cube it. And then what you do is you throw it in like a flour, salt, and pepper mixture. Sure. And then you toss that in shortening. Some nice hot shortening, okay. along with garlic and onions. Okay. You get that all going at the same time. Okay. And then you make the sauce, and the sauce is a can of tomato soup, a cup, that's a lot, of sour cream. Okay. Worcestershire sauce. Okay. Some Tabasco or some kind of hot some sauce. Some hot sauce. A little bit of sugar, three tablespoons of sugar, okay. somewhere around there. That's a, a teaspoon. That's, a, that's fine. Yeah. Teaspoon's uh, okay. I use two or three. I'm okay. crazy. I go, you know. That's right. Uh, what else do you put in this? Uh, something like this. A little bit, no maybe pep- a little no. garlic powder in there, but you already got garlic in the... No peppers or anything like that. No, but what you do is after you mix all that up and you throw it in, you throw mushrooms, mushrooms. in there and let that go for 45 minutes. Okay. Serve it over egg noodles. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. Now, my mom, back in the day, she, she used, like, shoe leather steak. Right. Cube, <laughs> cube, cube <laughs> steak or whatever, yeah. It was like, oh, I hate this. this. This is terrible. But if you use a nice right. steak, it comes out because it's, it's not chewy. Right. It's, like, savory, and it's nice, you know, a very nice steak to it. So that's what we had with Leslie. She loved it. She's been over before. She was, uh, her and... Uh, Chief Ledoux came over to our house when we were in Virginia. Oh, okay. And I made my pot roast. Oh. That will be a, f- a future episode. We'll talk about oh, pot all right. roast. All right. Future pot roast. All yeah, right. you've got to gotta have some time on your hands. Yeah, because you got to let that thing you got to let that well. thing, unless you have a pressure cooker right. or something like that. And I, I don't have one. Those, those things, you have to get used to those things to be able to use them. Once you do... Everything's mm-hmm. fine, but, but yeah. the timing is is the thing you have to get. Because yeah. what a normal six hour crock pot will take two hours in a in a pressure something cooking. like that. It's real, it's real, it's real fast. But you have to be able to to trust it, as opposed to just going 
It'll be fine. And it will. It will, but you got to... I don't have one. There's a new... What do they call those things? Pressure cooker out. They call it something like a something pot, a quick pot or something like that. Same thing, but it does rice and everything else. Yeah, Yeah, it'll do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, i got to get one of those. Well, the problem is we all need bigger kitchens to get all the shit we want in order to you know, make good food. i got a big enough kitchen. I just You do have a big kitchen. Yeah. You do have a big kitchen. We're going to downsize once I move. Well, geez, this house is way too big. But it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's nice, nice, but we still have kids coming back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice about, about five years from now. Yeah. We, we don't need to clean all this. Lisa's got to clean this. Don't have a big house, people. It's too much work. Yeah, too much like work. Yeah, it's chaos. Yeah, well, no, it's not chaos. <laughs> it's not. It's not a woman she, thing. She keeps it in order. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, you are she, wrong. She vacuums it. She does. She, you she, come she, home and the ones that mess it up. You're the chaos. Okay. Uh, See that? I stand corrected. <laughs> man, man is chaos. Man is chaos. Woman is order. So that, says Vinny. Well, so so said thousands of years of marriage. No. <laughs> Once again, I'll get back to order. The man says, yes, dear. Right. There's no chaos there. That's order. No. Yes, dear. <laughs> it's order because she demands it. Well, to a degree. <laughs> to a degree. <laughs> to a degree. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, please come out. Check out our Facebook page on base and off point on Facebook. I think I put something up on Instagram. And we're but, gonna, it's, but it's under my name, at, at Vinnie Marshall. I think I, I shared the the SoundCloud thing, so I'll so share. We're that. gonna we're gonna get out there. So leave a message, leave a note. Yeah, if you like it, let, let us know what you like. If you don't like it, let if us there's know. Something we need to talk about that we're missing. If you have a topic, maybe there's an area that we're missing, like fishing or basket weaving. I was thinking crochet, but same well, you know, same, same thing. thing. Same Scuba diving. Yeah. You know, we haven't addressed surfing yet. Underwater backgammon. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a. People don't know this, but I am, and it's true. I am a honorary member of the University of Florida Surf Club. Is that surfing the internet? No, no, no. These people actually surf. Really? Yeah. You've gone out and like the you know the. Uh, the, the, oh no! I never surfed. I'm honorary. Oh, you're honorary. Yeah, I, I showed up at their party and <laughs> drank their beer. Yeah, and went home. Yeah, yeah. It was, they loved me. Smoked their pot and went. No, home. I can't <laughs> smoke their pot, Vinny. You know, I'm still in the Air Force. I can't do that. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> no, I would never do that. Uh, we're gonna have but, a pee uh, test tomorrow. That's that's maybe this, a story for another podcast. Is is my visit to UF and and the great times that we had. With the surf club. The surf club there is awesome. Okay. That, that good, we'll, pe- we'll, good good peeps. R- write that down on that list. Yeah. And if you have a list, please go to our place on Facebook. On base and off point. Life in the deep end with JR and Vinny. Now, if you'd like to leave a message on Twitter, too fucking bad. We don't believe in Twitter. Well, maybe we do. If we can do it to a poll. Leave a poll out there. So, on that precious note, say goodnight, Vinny. Goodnight, Vinny.